0: Drunk Dietitians is co-hosted by your favorite tipsy registered dietitians, Sammy Previtt, owner of Fine Food Freedom, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. These dietitian besties can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Their mission is for all humans to believe that they were made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. They are also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although these ladies are medical professionals, they are human too. They are not afraid to share their deepest, darkest secrets and how years of their lives were taken by diet culture. They started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So grab your favorite cocktail and join Sammy and Jenna for a casual happy hour and expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Cheers. Hi guys, Jenna here. I am coming at you with a solo episode today all about fitness. Um, Tis the season right now where languaging around, languaging, I don't even think that's a word, wording (laughs) around fitness and exercise is just at its absolute peak of diet culture with the Thanksgiving season and turkey trot and fitness mindset being very much earn, burn, you know, earn your food, you have to burn it to earn it. Um, With all of these double workouts and crazy fitness challenges coming at you, we thought it was the perfect time to really talk about Relationship with movement and fitness, and I want to start out by saying a disclaimer. I am not a personal trainer, and I'm not going to be giving any fitness advice in this episode. Instead, I want to call attention to this time of year and the wording that is used to motivate, air quotes, as we approach the new year. And so a lot of times, I don't really think that trainers and fitness professionals or influencers really understand the impact of the words that they use to describe fitness and to insinuate motivation, specifically, again, this time of year. And so I just want to call some attention to it, in addition to really empower you to take a look at your own relationship with fitness and movement as well. Um, In my own personal practice and in our group programming, we have a whole Session dedicated to understanding fitness versus movement because it is one of the most misunderstood relationships. In wellness. I mean, obviously nutrition is the first, but fitness is right behind it. And fitness culture is part of diet culture, but it is oftentimes not as spoken about. And I think that it's super important to just call some attention to it. Now, if you've listened to our first ever episode of Drunk Dietitians, first of all, thank you. Um, And second, you already know that I have a very deep history with fitness itself. And I would call it even a fitness obsession, but I also have a huge passion for it. Um, I was raised as an athlete my whole life. I played every single sport. I loved soccer, but I loved to try everything. And I really do believe that exercise and movement is of just a part of me. However, there was very much a time in my life, not surprisingly, starting pre-wedding, which is a whole other diet culture nightmare, um, where fitness and me were not in a a healthy relationship and fitness and I, and that lasted a very long time. So I don't think that any health professional for most people, obviously, there's some cases where this There's some cases where this is not necessarily true, but for the most part, for most human beings, there's no health professional that would ever tell someone not to engage in a movement practice because there are clear scientific benefits to movement. But most people do not set out on a fitness routine or exercise routine or even a movement routine with the intentions of improving their health health. Um, And that's really where it gets so tricky. And so most people set out and really go out and say, I'm going to start exercising and moving to lose weight, change my body. And this is where it gets really messy. And so from the perspective of what we're going to talk about today, I really want to talk about how we can uncouple this idea. Now, we've done these episodes before. If you guys go back and listen to our episode with Danielle Pacenti and with Little List Fitness, we've talked Talked about this topic before, but you guys have written in some incredible questions about exercise and stress management and overall how to have a positive mindset about working out versus chasing a, in this question specifically, it says positive mindset shift towards working out rather than wanting to chase thinness. And so, you know, and also some of the other questions that I got that I think are amazing is about stress management, but also how fitness can be a stressor. So we got a lot to talk about today. I'm super excited about this episode. I'm so glad that you guys are here and I'm excited to bring you on this ride. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is Jenna, as I mentioned in that intro. Um, It's so funny that when I have Sammy here with me, I feel super confident. I'm like ready to go. And then when it's a solo Jenna episode, I get like nervy. I think it's because I'm staring at myself on the Zoom screen, and that also just adds a lot to it. But yesterday, I spent some time really organizing my thoughts after recording that intro, and I'm pumped to be here with this topic today because I Think the topic of fitness is just so complex, and it's something that has come up so often in my Instagram and TikTok as well, um, and just with conversations with clients as well. Um, exercise can also be a form of an eating disorder, which is something I do want to call attention to as well, and just be super cognizant of. Um, I am going to share a little bit of my story, so as a trigger warning, um, we'll be talking just a little bit about the goals, quote unquote, that I had, um, and how they went wrong. So buckle up, guys. I'm super excited you're here. But just a little bit more about me in general. Um, As I mentioned in that intro, I've always loved fitness. I grew up um, playing every single sport. It was like such a joke. I wanted to try everything. I just absolutely loved sports and exercise and movement. And there was never a time in my life where I ever thought it was a problem until I was getting married, um, which I think so many can probably relate to. But pre-wedding was the first time I ever invested in a personal trainer. um, And investing in that personal trainer, I never really had goals that were strength or fitness-based when making that decision to work with a trainer. It was simply that I wanted to look good in my wedding dress. And I think that is something that I'm hopeful that most of you who are listening, you know, relate to, but I'm hopeful that you don't relate to it. Cause I'm hoping that the thing, the, the dialogue has changed since then. But I do know that there are so many people who do set out with that same goal in that wedding industry. Um, This really set me off to years and years of feeling like I never looked good enough. And so no matter what I was doing when it came to fitness, it was never enough, which is what I really feel like is the biggest issue with the fitness space and where it can be super abused. Because the thing about fitness goals are, you could say you have a goal to do 10 push-ups. And when you do them, the person who is motivating you, quote unquote, they don't celebrate the 10. They say, okay, let's now do 12 and then so on and so forth. And there's never really a time where you learn to be happy with what you've achieved. You never really learn to appreciate what your body just did. It's always this like vicious cycle that perpetuates of, we now have to just expect it to do more and more and more and more. And it hopefully can see you hopefully can see how it can be a really slippery slope. Um, and you can really ask yourself right now, you know, If my goal was to do 10 push-ups, did I stop at 10? Not saying that you have to stop at 10, but did you stop and recognize what your body was able to do before immediately setting another one, a higher goal? I know for me personally, I once had a goal of pull-ups. And when I got there, it was like, okay, what's next? Not like, oh my God, I reached my goal. And so that can really be that disordered cycle that just perpetuates within this industry. Um, Moving on though, post-wedding, it never ended for me. I got obsessed and it wasn't on purpose. And again, just like it can be a a really difficult thing to understand, you know, becoming obsessed with fitness at first looks quote unquote healthy on the outside. Um but I don't think anybody purposefully gets obsessed with something like fitness, but the truth is that the details don't really matter, but it became a game to me of how hard I could go, how much I could do, how much I could achieve. Like I said, it was always what's next, what's next, what's next. If I had a six pack, I wanted a larger butt. If my butt was big, I thought that my stomach didn't look right. It was this cycle that had no end and it was fueled by this personal belief that I could create happiness by changing my body, doing more and getting more. And the real fucked up piece of this is I was fucking praised for this phase of my life. And the way that I looked was society's quote unquote goals. I was quote unquote goals to people in the gym and it was the least healthy I have ever been in my entire life. And I want that to just be like a point of this episode that you really hear, um, which is why. Sam and I are so passionate about not commenting on people's bodies, and this is really why, because you have no idea what somebody is putting their body through in order to get to that space. I, me, Jenna, failed all the intuitive eating questions that I'm going to read to you in the next couple minutes, Um, and... Th- the quiz that itself—it's called attuned exercise and movement—and it's super, super powerful. That I found it actually the other day when I was looking through my resources, and I'm going to actually read you guys all the questions. So get excited, get a pen and paper out if you will. Um, but the post that I shared recently on Instagram, as well in preparation for this episode, that was me, and I'm going to read that to you right now. If you have guilt, shame, fear, or anxiety about missing or skipping a workout, please know. It is no longer "quote unquote" healthy for you or good for you. That was me. I had guilt, shame, fear, and anxiety about missing workouts, skipping workouts, making that workout no longer productive. This went as far as I can be honest and state that I miss summers at the beach, which is my favorite place. I miss time with family. My parents would come down for the summers. Um, They at the time didn't live in New Jersey, and I would shorten my weekend, never take a long weekend, because I was terrified To take myself out of my routine, Um, I missed family parties and gatherings and dinners and events because I couldn't fathom what missing a Saturday class would be like for me. I felt guilt while I was on vacations. My God, do I miss vacations right now? Um, Because I always felt like I was undoing my progress and so on and so forth. I was the person that came back from vacations and did the doubles, and it was just this perpetual damage that I could not get myself out of. But at the same time, exercise does have its benefits, but not like this. And that's something that I know a lot of you who wrote into me can really relate to, where there was a lot of questions about, you know, how do you know what a healthy routine for fitness is? And we'll get into that a little bit more too. But I hope I'm setting the stage right now for you to really understand what an unhealthy relationship with fitness and exercise really does look like. Um, This went as far as at the time I was even told by a doctor that I would not be able to get pregnant or it would take me a very long time and lots of trying because I was no longer ovulating, specifically due to the stress I was putting on my body. Um, That's something I've never really shared before. So, welcome to my secrets here, um, but due to the stress of over exercising, I was I stopped ovulating. My hair was falling out in chunks. My skin was a disaster. I've shared those photos on Instagram before. I was wearing layers of makeup to the gym to cover that up. Um, I would never leave the house without makeup on and it was the first thing I did when I, I finished a class. Like, I remember that. Like, I would wash my face and then put the makeup back on because I was trying to cover up so nobody could see the damage that I knew I was doing to myself. Um, I was eating but it clearly was not enough to provide anything that my body needed to support the level of fitness that I was doing. I mean, I also didn't have a period. Um, For years, I had come off my birth control and was not able to have a period on my own. And it wasn't because of any other reason besides the stress that I was putting on my body at the time. So if you're listening to this and you can relate to any of these so far, please keep listening because we are going to talk about positives very, very soon. Um, But I do want to give you guys a little bit of insight on this intuitive eating quiz for assessing your fitness relationship. So I found this through, of course, the intuitive eating pros, um, Evelyn Triboli's worksheet, and it's called Attuned Exercise and Movement and it states, mindful exercise builds attunement by placing value on paying attention to how your body feels during and after the movement. It is an activity that fosters attunement, which includes these four components. One, it rejuvenates rather than exhaust or depletes. Two, it enhances the mind-body connection. Three, it alleviates stress rather than amplifying stress. That's a big one. Um, and four, provides genuine enjoyment and pleasure. Also huge. However, some people exercise only to burn calories with an unintended result of burning out on one end of the spectrum to to compulsive overexercising. It can be tricky to figure out when you've crossed the line from healthy pursuit of physical activity to compulsive exercise. Here are some warning signs to consider. So if you guys have a pen and paper, I suggest taking this out and just seeing where you fall on this scale. We're not going to tell you, you know, what the the final answers of numbers of yeses or nos should be but i think you'll have a better idea of where you fall in that healthy relationship with movement based on how many of these questions or how you answer these questions so number one either yes or no yes or no do you continue to work out when you are sick do you feel guilty if you skip a day of exercise do you eat enough to fuel your physical activity Do you decline activities with friends such as biking, going for a walk because it seems like a waste of time or it doesn't count as exercise for you? Do you increase the amount of your exercise if you think you ate too much food or too high in calories? That's what we call compensating um, or bartering with yourself. Do you feel restless or irritable if you take a day off and try and cut down on your exercise? Do you exercise longer than originally intended? Do you lie to friends and family to hide the extent of time you spend exercising? Do you feel the need to work out with increasing amounts of time in order to feel good? Do you decline going out to social activities in order to exercise? Do you go through withdrawal when not exercising, such as feeling anxious or depressed? And do you have a fear that if you stop exercising, you will not be able to return to working out? And so, like I said previously, old Jenna failed that fucking (laughs) Is, like, is so hard. Um, it is insane to me that I didn't know resources like this existed back then um, because this puts so much into perspective. And so I want you to take a minute in this episode, pause if you need to, and just really think about that. Another really great thing to do, and something Sam and I mentioned when we've previously done podcasts together, are journal prompts. And this is a really great journal prompt. And it's something that if you've never Evaluated your relationship with fitness, now is the time to really think about these questions and where your your fitness relationship stands or falls. One of the things that I find fascinating about the intuitive eating journey, food freedom versus dieting is when you're dieting, you're never asked what do you want to eat. You're, You're told what to eat and what you cannot eat, what you can and what you can't. You're never asked is this something that you want? What do you like? What will you enjoy? This is the same concept. With fitness, when it comes to quote unquote fitness goals, when is the last time you asked yourself, what do I want to do to move my body versus what should I do to get XYZ results? And I think that's a really key piece of this understanding is that the fitness and the nutrition aspect of creating change are very, very similar, um, or of food of freedom in these two spaces are very, very similar. And I think this is something that we can all really, you know, go inward, which is part of the journey and be a little bit more mindful of. And if the reason that you're not doing what you love, like I hear people tell me all the time, but I love dancing, but I don't do it because it's not strength training. It's not this and blah, 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 whatever it is. So why? Hmm. Why, if it's something that brings you joy, are you putting a negative connotation to it? Something really good to explore. I could literally talk about this this for like 12 years. So I really need to control myself and not go off tangents and stick to my outline here that I prepped so beautifully yesterday for us. Um, So going back to that, lots for you to digest so far, but I do want to set the record straight that there are a ton of benefits of movement and there's a ton of benefits of fitness. Um, And so let's list them for you right now. Exercise can increase the production of endorphins, which helps produce positive feelings and makes you feel happier. Regular exercise and a regular physical activity is essential to reducing muscle loss and maintaining strength as you age. And I'm not talking about right now, I'm talking over your lifespan. Um, I think about my my Nana, who God rest her soul, passed away, didn't exercise a day in her life. And I just remember, you know, every time she fell, she broke something, not saying that that's everybody. Um, but I do know that fitness can help across the lifespan for instances like that. Exercise can increase your energy. It improves insulin sensitivity and cardiovascular fitness. It can decrease blood pressure and blood triglyceride levels. It can improve sleep, improve blood flow to the brain. And it also helps your brain health and your memory overall. And let's just like bring a big attention to the fact right now that all of this has nothing to do with weight loss. There's a great research paper that I was actually reading earlier today um, titled, Do No Harm, Moving Beyond Weight Loss to Emphasize Physical Activity at Every Size. Um, That is fascinating. And it actually goes over the benefits of physical activity and how to really bridge that gap between helping a client or a human being, a person, just recognize the benefits of movement and shifting the conversation from body weight to behavior. Behavior change as movement is a behavior change that can enhance your lifestyle which it all goes in line with overall intuitive eating mindfulness food freedom and this journey as a whole another thing that I think we take for granted when it comes for fitness comes to fitness and things that I don't think is very well understood is the role that exercise can also be a stressor to your body. It is a good stressor when it's not abused as it does challenge your body to adapt and grow. But exercising at these super high intensities that we see being just advertised all over the place constantly, especially this time of year, puts a strain and bad stress onto your body, but specifically your heart, that can lead to inflammation. And inflammation is this word that people associate with gluten and dairy. That's bullshit. Maybe it is if you're allergic. But in general, this inflammation comes from stress, and it can really impair your recovery, your your performance, create bloating, can cause headaches and can present itself very, very differently depending on who it is, who the person is. I mean, if you go back to my story, the high intensity exercise was presenting itself with my hair falling out, my skin and a loss of period and menorrhea. Um, So these are all warning signs and things to really think about. Like, Is the exercise that you're um, partaking in actually causing harm? And these are things, again, because society looks at it like hit training this and do this and be strong and no days off and all this bullshit, like languaging, especially this time of year makes us feel like, oh, but it's a good, I'm doing something good for my body. When in the reality is we're ignoring all of these other warning signs. Um, And again, your heart is a muscle. It's a cardiac muscle. And when we put so much stress on it and we don't allow any recovery with that, "Quote unquote no days off mentality, we are causing harm, and this this activity, this thing that can be this huge benefit for our lives, is no longer a benefit. And again, this is something that I feel is so often brushed over. Somebody asked about the cortisol connection as well, and yes, like exercise as a stressor. When there is stress on the body, cortisol is released, um, and that connection can be something that is really, really." It's really on you as the person to recognize, to stop that cortisol in its tracks. But it can be something that can be consistently elevated if, again, we're not resting or we're pushing our body to these high intensities over and over and over again. Um, Somebody wrote in specifically and said, how do I balance knowing that exercise will help with stress versus intuitive movement? I want you to understand that movement is exercise first and foremost, but second, when your only way to manage your stress is fitness, That's something that we want to dig a little bit deeper into. I posted about this once before that I used to call the gym my therapy until I really started therapy and realized they are not the same, Um, but your stress management routine should be robust. Like You should have multiple ways that you are managing your stress or understanding how to manage your stress. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, fuck, I have zero, the gym is my fitness or the gym gym is my therapy. I want you to think about a bunch of other things that you can do to manage stress. Whereas fitness can be a part of that, but it cannot be the only way that you depend on managing your stress. Things like meditation, journaling, a gratitude list, breath practice, stretching, taking a walk even, which is movement, but we're talking like slow, intentional breathing walk, um, that is more along the lines and plus therapy and group support, calling a friend, getting a hug, all of those things. Um, So that is more in line of what I mean by managing your stress and having a robust amount of things to do in order to manage your stress and not relying solely on the idea of fitness being how you manage that stress. Because when you're stressed and you haven't done anything to manage it, and then you go take a hit class, let's say, or work out for a really long time under that stress, we're just laying stress on top of stress. And when that happens and we have no way to manage that stress, now we're in this space of this cortisol, perhaps overload, where it's going to take a little while to dig ourselves out of that. Um, so... That being said, stress management should be robust because when fitness is the only way we manage it, we often abuse it. That's a big quote. Shifting the thought process to understand the benefits of just simply moving your body is also so, so, so important. And so again, I think that answer can be answered in a whole bunch of different ways, but that's something to get you to start thinking about. Um, Something our society gets really twisted is it makes us feel like a workout has to be like legitimately crawl out of the room. You're exhausted exhausted, you've crushed it nonstop in order to be quote unquote worth it. But like update, so what we've learned so far in this episode, that could actually be the worst thing for you and your quote unquote progress. Um, the Just like with food, we must understand how detrimental it is for our health and to our health the same way it is to fear food is to not be able to skip a workout to take days off or to do movement that we actually engage in movement that we actually enjoy that's not getting us like all of these calories burned. And if your only way of judging a quote unquote workout to be good is by, you know, your zones or where your heart rate was the whole time or how many calories you've burned, we really need to again look a little bit deeper into that relationship with fitness and asking yourself, why are you engaging in it? Right? Like why now, going to share with you a story that I share with all of my clients. And this is something that, or most of them, I should say. Um, So if you guys are listening to me, you've already heard this before, most likely. But I think that this is like such a really cool concept to really be thinking about and putting a lot of this into perspective. So I live in New Jersey and I mean, this might change now that it's getting really cold, but so far it hasn't. Um, Every day I see these two women walking around my neighborhood. Um, Typically it's around four o'clock. It's getting Pretty dark here now, so it's a little bit earlier. No matter the weather, they're like in their seventies. One is so cute; she carries a little water bottle with her. I digress, but she has this little like squeeze bottle. It's so adorable. She's holding it; it's almost like a weight for her. Um, but they pretty much do this every single day. Who knows how long they walk or how long they walk for? Um, but they walk and talk and move, and they do it together. And I I feel as if they have been doing this, maybe not together, but taking walks pretty scheduled. <clears throat> every day, probably since their 20s, because it's a sustainable activity and it makes them happy. So think about this, starting an unsustainable fitness plan, I need you to remember that any quote unquote changes that come from it will only last as long as you do that routine. So let's go back to me, I was working out for four hours a day, the moment that I stopped doing that, for all the right reasons, for the record, (laughs) um of course my body changed it needed to but it changed because it could not maintain that quote unquote space without that amount of exercise intensity and over time just like with a caloric restriction that people put themselves on you have to do more and more and more and more in order to create further change until it, like I could have ended up hospitalized um but the moment I stopped doing that or, so going back to this, people, I want you to think about, if you're going ham, that always makes me laugh, hard as a mofo, in a hit class five days a week, do you think that that's something that you will be doing in your 70s? Needless to say, your joints will not last if you do so, but just like with nutrition, it's so important to look at fitness and movement from a sustainability standpoint and asking yourself those questions. Will this make me happy forever? Will this promote my actual mental and physical health for my lifetime? And will this be good for my body forever? And what will make me feel good forever? What do I enjoy doing? Also really thinking about from the sustainability aspect of if you, God forbid, get hurt, your mental health not being able to partake in that activity, will you be okay? And so these are questions that really came up big time with COVID because gyms closed for a while. And then I had a lot of clients and friends and even family that had a really hard time understanding how they could still, you know, get their quote unquote activity in without their gym. And it was a really tough pill for them to swallow. And many of them found themselves in a space where they were reevaluating why they were going to those places. And if they couldn't maintain their quote unquote lifestyle or the results that they were having when the gym wasn't available to them, you know, what was the point? And so I think it's really important to, again, evaluate the amount of options that you have when it comes to your fitness journey as well. And really taking a deep look of why am I doing it Um, now? Okay, so now we're at the point, and I apologize for the pause and the reload here because I was rudely interrupted by my husband. Anyways, um, there are some things that I would recommend, and I know a lot of you ask for recommendations for a healthy fitness routine. As I mentioned in the disclaimer in the beginning of this episode, I am not a personal trainer, Um, and I need that to be super, super clear. I am not giving fitness advice or recommendations um, at all, especially on a personal level, but there is so much research behind strength training, and if you guys have listened to episodes of our podcast, In the past, the episode with Littlest Fitness was incredible to understand the benefits of strength training and the ability for any human being at any age to build strength by starting a strength routine, um, which therefore improves bone density, which especially for women, I know most of you listening are, um, is so important. And so something I always recommend to clients in general is to have some sort of a strength routine as part of your regimen because there are so, many proven benefits to it. Other things to consider as part of your routine includes walking, something for flexibility, like yoga and Pilates, and anything you fucking like to do. Because again, the only fitness that actually quote unquote works is the one that you enjoy and the one that you will do for your lifespan and i'm not sitting here thinking like if you're like i love this this hit class and no i wouldn't be doing it in my 70s but i could be doing something like of course but i want you to just be thinking about how you can be adding other things in that is truly going to enhance the satisfaction of your life overall um let's transition over into that forever mindset, because it can be really hard. And especially for athletes, I think that there's a lot of people that wrote in that were either college athletes or people that have been exercising their entire lives. Um, and find the transition from you know working out four hours, five hours, six hours a day because that was their sport, that was their life, that was their livelihood into, oh my God, this dietitian's telling me to rest, like is she insane? But just like with the journey of food freedom, I want you to give yourself time and think about your long-term goals. Um, Clearly, my mom and I have had this conversation many times because I've brought her up so many times now. Hi, mom. Um, But my mom and I had a conversation once where she said, something really just profound to me. She said a lot of profound things to me, but this one has really stuck with me. And for a little backstory, she is a certified personal trainer. And so she told me that she used to encourage her clients to lift weights so that when they got older, kind of like how I talked about with my, my Nana, God forbid if they fell, they could get themselves back up. They, she encouraged them to exercise and to motivate them to hold their future grandchildren, to be able to, you know, pick them up from the ground to be able to sit and stand from a toilet um to be able to sit and stand from a chair prevent injury that comes with age and not saying that if you exercise or you have a healthy movement routine that you're going to be able to prevent all of these things but you might have a better chance and we just don't know um and we actually do know <laughs> we do know you'll have a better chance of overall health across your lifespan by lifespan by really paying attention to these behaviors Um, and these are really amazing Reasons to engage in movement that again have nothing to do with weight loss. So, by now, I hope the theme that has come up is that there are reasons to move your body and to engage in physical activity that do not include weight loss. However, the society that we live in, just like when it comes to food, it's all about what you can do to change your body size, when in fact, that really takes away from so many of the benefits of fitness. The other topic that came up from one of your questions who wrote in was about rest. And so I think this concept is something that's very difficult because of the language that's used in diet culture of no days off, right? And I need you to know that rest is part of the prescription and the prescription to create change. Rest is the only time your muscles can actually recover. So if you are somebody who is working out seven days per week, going really, really hard nonstop all of these days, you're not actually giving your body any time to create the change that you're intending, um, that you're intending to create. And so, if there was a fitness prescription, rest must be part of it. No workout regimen will ever be effective or efficient or healthy without rest. And please, please, please understand that listening to your body when you are tired, when the movement doesn't sound enjoyable, when you need to stop even during the class, when you've lost interest in it, even when you're doing it, you don't need to power through. You can ignore the coach and the trainer. Like you're in charge. This is your body. And you need to listen to it. And that is how change will be created. Um, I posted the other day about how I was exercising and obviously I am pregnant, but I was trying to run and my body legitimately was like, fuck no, like not today, Jenna. And I just had like flashbacks, like legit PTSD flashbacks of walking on a treadmill in a class in past. And, you know, maybe I had a cramp or whatever else. And a coach saying like, get your ass moving or do this, do that, whatever the Case may be, and me feeling like I had to because I should be fine. No, your body knows. Your body knows what it needs, and so again, just the the joys of working from home include dogs and husbands, and so we've been interrupted by both so far. So again, thank you for sticking with me. As you guys know, this podcast is as real as it gets, uh, especially oh, in a day like today. Anyways, um, I know that rest, though, can be a very, very difficult topic, and I want you to refer back to that quiz in the beginning of this episode and really think about, you know, if you feel guilt about taking a rest day, even though your body is telling you you're exhausted or you're just not in the mood or it just doesn't sound enjoyable to you, let's reevaluate why you're exercising. Um, I have two things that I want to read to you guys before we kind of close out here. Number 1, this is taken directly from my HSH method group coaching course that we spend an entire topic, an entire night's discussion on the difference between fitness and movement because again, it is a topic that many of the people that we work with really really struggle with because They're coming maybe from backgrounds where it's never really been discussed or talked about. And so in our society, exercise is so connected with losing weight that it can be very, very difficult to untangle the two. It's one of the reasons that many people have a very disordered relationship and dysfunctional relationship with exercise. And I'm going to read to you a couple of the reasons why. Because exercise is promoted as the best fat burning workout. Guaranteed to burn the most calories, burn your love handles, four week workout plan for weight loss, fat burning zone, pain is temporary, you lack discipline and commitment, you push yourself past the limits to see results, can't stop, won't stop, you can go heavier, we're faster, don't quit, stop being a quitter. If you've heard any of these things before and you're sitting here thinking, like, I never really realized that that wasn't the way to motivate. Um, again, I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you saw a workout being advertised just for fun, to do something for fun? And what would be so wrong with that? Really calling out fitness and diet culture for what it is right now. But it's so important. Um, tally ripe is an incredible, incredible personal trainer. We also had her on the podcast. If you haven't listened to her episode, it's amazing. She has a book called Train Happy, and she is also the creator of intuitive fitness or intuitive movement. And she has a post recently, and I encourage all of you to follow her on Instagram, but she posted something recently that said, things I wish I knew at the start of my fitness journey. I'm going to read you the bullets. A fitness journey does not require pursuing intentional weight loss. Improving fitness and weight loss are actually very, very different. Be wary that a lot of health and fitness advice online encourages and normalizes disordered behaviors. Look for credible sources of information. Just don't take someone's advice because they have visible abs. Big one. Whew, this gets me heated. Remember, the best workout is the one that makes you feel good and therefore something that you can and want to do regularly. Fitness is not a look. Fit bodies come in all shapes and sizes. There are so many amazing benefits to regular movement beyond weight loss and aesthetic and it's something that needs to be remembered. Progress is not always linear. Though different seasons of life through different seasons of life fitness will be more or less of a priority and that is okay. And if you want to get mad, Google diet culture and educate yourself. And I just think that that is So profound, and she hits on so many pieces there, especially, again, I want to just make it so clear that the benefits of movement are undeniable, just like the benefits of apples are undeniable. But if you fear a day without movement, just like if you fear eating a goddamn cookie, you are no longer benefiting from the activity or the product. Um, And it is becoming a stressor or something very stressful, stress-producing in your life. And that is something that we want to expose just a little bit more. Making peace with movement is a beautiful thing. This topic is Fucking enormous. This is like the tip of the iceberg. And I am bringing Danielle Pacenti on for part two of this because she offered. And Danielle, if you're listening, I am taking you up on this offer um, because there's just so much, so many more ways that we can go. And this is just the beginning of it. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of stuff to think about. I wanted to bring some awareness to a topic that's often not exposed in the same way that we expose diet culture on this podcast. And many of you wrote in that you. Very much could relate to it, so I wanted to to take the time to really call some attention to it. I'm sorry it took me so long. Like I said, I I struggled with this because Sam and I were actually talking this morning. We took a walk together. She basically therapy sessioned me for an hour. I love you, Sam. Um, but I I struggled with this because it's it's a traumatic phase of my life as well to be able to sit here and you know be honest that I I really did struggle with my relationship with fitness and my self worth tied to it for so long that it does dig up a little bit of trauma for me. Um, I'm proud to say that I truly enjoy the fitness routine and regimen that I have now. It is obviously very different now that I'm pregnant. I enjoy my days off like today (laughs) whenever i want them and i take them whenever i need them um but that was not always the case for me um I really think it's also so important to find a trainer or a class or a just overall regimen that you truly enjoy. Um, There are certain trainers on the Peloton app that I really, really relate to the things that they say. And Jess Sims for me is one of them. And when she makes comments like take up space, be strong, not small, like those things really speak to me because those were not reasons that I was working out in the past. Um, And it makes me feel less alone in that topic. Um, But having those goals and having strength-connected goals or endurance-connected goals or just feeling super accomplished from fitness, I want you guys to know that that's okay and it's super healthy and once the mindset is there too, um, that it's really, really okay to still set fitness goals. but taking the rest of this into consideration. Um, this time of year specifically, you will hear things like burn it to earn it. You have to do a double to earn your meal. You know, the turkey burn trot, whatever bullshit that's passed, but the Santa stuff comes next, right? Like you've heard it before the words that are said in gym classes and in those spaces, they matter. Um, I want you to remember this episode when you hear those things and remember maybe somebody else in that class is working out for those reasons, but not you anymore. God willing, we can be in gyms again, right? (laughs) I need you to know and understand that you never need to earn your food ever, 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 ever. Did that get louder for you? I hope it did. Um, And if the fitness that you are doing is not enjoyable for you, you don't enjoy doing it, you dread it, there is no point to it and there are many other options out there so All of that said, I mentioned the HSH Method course, group course, Um, earlier in this episode. I do want to share a little bit more about it. Now, we heard from our last group that the topic of fitness was their favorite lesson. And I think it's because it's often not discussed when starting this journey. Um, That group unpacked a lot of this in that class and they got to really reevaluate their relationship with movement. And if you're listening to this episode, you already have a leg up on that. Um, But these women got to make some changes from there and really just figure out, again, like I said about food, what do you enjoy doing, Um, which is such a powerful thing. We have a second session of this course launching in January, and we would love to see you there. If you go to www.happystronghealthyrd.com and click on the group coaching page, if you put in your application that you listen to this episode and you're interested in the group coaching program, And you, again, just say, listen to Drunk Dietitian's episode. I will honor our early bird pricing for you. That means that you've listened to this whole episode and I'm so grateful. So I am going to give back however I can. Um, And you can use that in your application. We'll schedule a call and get you enrolled ASAP to start in January. I love you guys so much. I hope you know how much I appreciate. We appreciate you being here with us. Um, Sam and I have some real exciting stuff coming up to share with you and We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for just simply being the freaking best. And we will continue to be bringing you this heat and things that are not necessarily spoken about. Love you the most. Have the best day ever. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader.